I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught. Find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle. And then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets podcast. My name is Todd. I'm here with my friends Burke and Rivka, and this is a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, how are you today, Burke? I am fantastic. Good. Any updates of things you've been working on, spiritual things? Well, um, I realized this week, I was listening to a podcast that Rivka had recommended to me, and one of the points that was made in there was talking about how uh, a lot of times people focus on goals. And I have felt bad for years and years and years that I'm not a very goal-oriented person. Like I, I think it's great to have mm-hmm. a direction, but I don't set goals that way. Um, and in there, it brought this um, – let's see. And the quote is from – it's from a book, Atomic Habits by James mm-hmm. Clear. Um, Great book. And it says, if you want better results, then forget about setting goals. Focus on your system instead, which I was already doing. But it was really nice to have <laughs> someone say that that's a reasonable way. And it was one of those things where I was like, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, I'm sure this is not the first time someone near me has said this. But it, it was internalized for me in that moment. And I told Rivka and she was like, yeah, I, I asked you to read that book like two years ago. And I've talked to you about, you know, like, <laughs> anyway. So it yes. wasn't time yet. And now it was time. Yeah, it wasn't time. So I, I, I don't know. I was validated in the way that I approach life is systems based and not goal based. So, yeah, I love it. I a huge fan of systems. So I love that quote. That's a great one. Thanks for sharing that, um, Rivka. How about you? Um, last time you talked about Elder Cook's um, invitation to build your uh, to build Zion in your hearts and homes and unleash the power of the family, which was actually. President Nelson's invitation, but right. quoted by Elder <laughs> Cook, uh, as so often happens. As so often but, happens. Uh, have you started work on that? Is that anything you can report on, or just sort of in the initial phases? Um. Yeah. Oh, yet another. I. This happens every time. Um. Another testament to me that when we seek answers and and pray to receive understanding that the Lord is right there, ready and willing. So I had made that decision. And then the very next time my kids and I sat down to do um, our Come Follow Me, we were discussing Lot's family and his experience in Sodom and then the leaving of Sodom. And as we talked about that story, we decided to look at it a little allegorical rather than just literal and talked about maybe what, so the story is Lot and his family are in Sodom and the, the three holy men, you know, maybe apostles, maybe prophets, I don't know, but representatives of the savior come and he's got them in their home and men from the city. And it says from all parts of the city are coming and demanding that they, that Lot turns over these holy men so that they can, um, you know, <laughs> negatively and wickedly accost them. And yeah. so we talked about if this is allegorical, 
rather than literal in our discussion, what could those men from all parts of the city represent? And we had a really good discussion about the many ideas and influences and places those influences can come from and ways they might try to bombard our home. And and Lot and we discussed about, you know, Lot's family. Like then they wanted that, but it wasn't that wasn't working. And so then they're then they're like, how about the daughters? And Lot's like, no, and he's kind of losing this battle and he's getting really afraid because he himself couldn't stop what was happening. And what eventually happens is those those three holy men, those priesthood leaders, were the ones who you know, put their arms around Lot and shut the door and and brought the protection. And so we had a really good discussion about how when we are working to keep our homes safe from evil influences, that it's that we can't just like as the mom or the dad by ourselves, we can't do that on our own. It's it's too much that we need priesthood power and we need the words of our our leaders to give us that um, that power, and when we do it, then then we have the power to keep those influences out of our home. So, like right away, we have this really wonderful discussion um, that brought up into my mind. Here's one of the ways, uh, one of the powers of the family that can be unleashed is to our our obedience to prophets and apostles, and um, our our desire to keep things influences out. I love it. Thanks for sharing all of that. And last time we talked about sort of our agency and um, certainly those men sort of accosting the messengers and Lot's family. Uh, you can't, there's you no way you can blame that on Lot, but at the same time, the behaviors that he engaged in sort of put him in that situation, right? Where mm-hmm. he, instead of, uh, and there's, of course, the scriptures are written in a way that specifically contrasts Abraham's choices with Lot's. Sure. And Lot sort of like faced Sodom and then moved into Sodom. And then when he was supposed to leave, he sort of didn't want to leave and people had to make him leave. And, uh, and then his wife turned around like all these things mm-hmm. um, instead of just that clean break. And so um, yeah. thinking about the ways we can find those influences and and uh, turn away from them. So... Anyway, interesting discussion there, Rivka. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a whole lot to report um, that's new. So I think I'll just say that Aaliyah is training still and, uh, of course, will be for um, another transfer or two and, and still loving it. She's doing great, working hard. Um, she's just such an upbeat, you know, positive individual. Um, I'm sure that she's going to hit lulls and, and down periods intermission but so far that's been mostly good except for one little very brief bout of homesickness so yeah she's she's doing great loving it training and having fun so uh i'll i can tell you that uh she's just on the uphill slope well our talk today is called the temple in your spiritual foundation by president russell m nelson the president of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints it feels like every talk he gives is sort of a landmark talk. And I don't know if that's being overly dramatic about things or what, but uh, boy, everyone does. And this one felt that way too. Um, I would argue that's just, an appropriate way to view revealed word from God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. That's true. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm going to get one thing out of the way real quick. And that is, and we mentioned this on our sort of recap. Man, when I read this again, it still felt like he was building to some announcement. It really did. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had to turn off my brain of like, well, I already know he's not going to announce something yeah. because this isn't <laughs> the first time I've heard this. Um, so I don't know if that was intentional or if there's a story behind that. But wow, it just it struck me again like okay, what's he going to do? And maybe part of that is um, my association of President Nelson with just making changes, you know, <laughs> sort of he's uh, he's he's refreshed the whole church, it feels like. So um, maybe so he had a big thing. announcement, but we were all like golden calf in it. And so no, he didn't get to give it to what? us. Oh, my word. <laughs> uh, yep. Hey, how, what are, who knows? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, well, um, Burke, I think, uh, it's your turn probably, although I've toyed with the idea of just always calling on Rivka from here on out, but, uh, <laughs> but what, what we would, would you we see? We would not a... be worse off if you were to do oh. that. Sure. <laughs> Some of us uh, might well, be. <laughs> not, not any, not Burke and I, we would both enjoy it. <laughs> I uh, always like hearing your insights, Rivka, but. Uh, Burke, tell me, what was the fundamental doctrine you pulled out of this one? All right. So I want to start with a sentence just because I really liked how he said it. Um, After talking about the foundation work that they're doing to improve the Salt Lake Temple, he said, we are sparing no effort to give this venerable temple, which had become increasingly vulnerable, a foundation that will withstand the forces of nature into the millennium. And I like that. That's almost uh, Maxwell-esque wordplay there. Indeed. Um, yes. But then I think the central doctrine comes right after that. And he says, it is now time that we each implement extraordinary measures, perhaps measures we have never taken before, to strengthen our personal spiritual foundations. Unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures. Ooh, so powerful. So um, what did you learn from that? I should, well, I don't know, maybe I'm appropriately scared of the future, I guess. <laughs> uh, but later he says not to fear. That's, exactly. I was just say that. Exactly. And we will get to that. Uh. Okay. Okay. We'll get to it. Well, um, before I get to Rivka, then I will, I'm going to talk about this a little bit. So during tithing settlement, I had every family read this quote and then I asked people, uh, because, I, man, this this struck me so deeply. He's basically saying, um, no matter where you are, there's something you have never, ever done before that you need to do to continue to progress. Something unprecedented, something you've never tried, something extraordinary. And um, and so I asked, you know, every family, what what is that thing going to be for you in 2022? Um, so, uh, what do you guys think some of the answers were just, there's no right answer here, but what do you think Mm -hmm. that I heard from people? Maybe, um, I don't know, deeper scripture study or more, uh, thoughtful prayers. I'm trying to think of what, you know, just like generic. I, that doesn't uh, not generic. These are foundational things, right? But foundational, like, right? Yeah, that I would think maybe we all do. Yeah, you need to work on uh, those things. I don't know. <laughs> so by far, by far, not even close. The answer, number one answer, was better scripture study. Oh, okay. 
And it was, it was kind of interesting to me that, you know, the quote and the way I presented it was tr- emphasizing something like profound and exceptional. And people all went back to that foundational thing, which is also part of the talk, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. The foundation of saying, well, I need to make my scripture study better. better. And, um, you know, it was near universal that j- people said, I've got to, I've got to make this better. And, and some people gave explicit, you know, numbers, like I want to study 30 minutes a day. And other people said, I'm not studying at all. I just need to study a verse a day, like whatever was right there in front of them. But it was, it was very interesting to me how um, that unprecedented um, approach that he's talking about led people back to the foundation, hmm. which was scriptures. So um, I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts, Rivka and Burke? Uh, any what what do you think of when you think of unprecedented things that maybe um, you guys could do, or maybe just generally that people in the church could do to improve their spiritual foundation? Burke, what do you think? Well, I was at a little, uh, you know, hearing Rivka try to come up with what she thought, because I'm a little bit in the same place, like unprecedented. I'm like, well, what, what more should I be? I mean, for me, I guess probably the thing is um, more temple attendance, because you can always go more. Um, yeah. Uh, probably that, and we were doing really well for a little while there because we had to schedule it. And so once it was on the schedule, we just went, um, and we need to get back into it this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think about scripture study, what you mentioned, I'm like, well, I'm already like 45 minutes to an hour a day there. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I could get a lot more out of that. I mean, obviously nope. you probably could, but, um, I, but I, I wonder about the unprecedented and I, and I have, pondered this myself like okay what's the thing i'm not thinking about but the problem is i'm not thinking about it so i don't know <laughs> you know like i think the spirit's gonna yeah. have to like be i'm gonna have to get that nudging and maybe that's what right. i need to be praying for and it's interesting you say that because one of the invitations i marked that maybe might not have been an invitation is right down before there and he says i ask each of you how firm is your foundation and what reinforcements to your testimony and understanding the gospel are needed which is pretty much the question you asked yeah yeah Interesting. Well, Rivka, anything to add to that? Well, I was just thinking about, uh, <laughs> well, first of all, right at the beginning, you were talking about um, how you felt like this was leading up to like one of these big announcements. And I was thinking about the different announcements that President Nelson has made that were, well, and then this tied in with Bert's comment about systems, right? Instead of goals. And I was thinking, well, so many of the big announcements that have come to the church have been uh, a changing up or an enhancing of systems, right? Whether it's systems right. in organizations or systems in in um, ministering, and maybe this talk isn't. Maybe maybe the big announcement of the systems changes that needs to come from this talk is a personal one that each of us come up with, and that it wasn't yeah. one that the prophet makes, but that he's leading up. He's, he's giving us the lead up so that we can um, know what that that systems change needs to be in our personal life. Right. I love it. I think if I zoom back out and um, sort of synthesize all the answers I heard, one of the biggest pr- sort of underlying principles was consistency. Um, so, you know, consistency in scriptures, prayers, ministering, family, home evening, that sort of thing. So maybe that systems approach is, you know, try a new system you've never tried before. And if Burke, you're studying 45 minutes a day, maybe it's not the length of time, but the 
the way you're doing it or, yeah. um, you know, the resources you use or, or whatever the case may be, some new system, since you've got the consistency and the time to, to just try something new and unprecedented. But yeah. um, just so striking to draw us out of our, our routine or our spiritual rut and, uh, you know, um, help us go to a higher and holier way. So, uh, well, thanks for indulging me in discussing that. Rivka, what was your fundamental doctrine here? Uh, my fundamental one that I circled was just the very next paragraph. My dear brothers and sisters, these are the latter days. If you and I are to withstand the forthcoming perils and pressures, it is imperative that we each have a firm spiritual foundation built upon the rock of our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. And then I think it's interesting and he, I mean, he starts out talking about the temple, but then the whole rest of this talk is about temple attendance and the blessings that come from making and keeping covenants and from regularly attending the temple. And it's just occurring to me now that maybe the answer to one of the extraordinary measures should have something to do with our temple attendance. Yeah, I think <laughs> That's so. That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> temple covenants. Is that what you said, Burke? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> you did say that a little bit earlier. Yeah. That was a brick on your mansion in heaven, Burke. <laughs> there you go. Um, but so then the next paragraph after that holds the question that Burke quoted. How firm is your foundation and what reinforcements to your testimony and understanding of the gospel are needed? And I have that attached with an arrow because I do this on paper, you know, with um, a paragraph just earlier when he is, it's from the video when he's, uh, that we saw of him down in the foundation of the Salt Lake Temple as it's being renovated. And one thought that I had watching this again this last time was thinking over the nearly 40 years that he has been a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles or the Prophet. And he's standing there and he's like, the foundation just below where the garden room was. And I thought he is really w- would be intimately connected with that building. Uh, he would know, I mean, you know, they're in there at least once a week for meetings and, and right. probably more in his prophet, you know, his offices. I, I don't know what they do there because I've never had that calling, but they spend a great deal of time in that temple. And I thought, it would be a little strange, don't you think, to be sitting there and being like, I know what used to be here, and now it's kind of open air, and it's going to be reconstructed. I just thought that was interesting, and maybe a little yeah. telling of how it feels when we start digging up ourselves and reconstructing parts of ourselves where we're like, I know what used to be here, but I'm trying to picture what's, right. gonna, what's going to be here, and hopefully it's <laughs> awesome. Um, but Th- this th- anger and resentment used to be here and now it's peace. And, and- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but then he says, uh, these many decades later, if we examine the foundation closely, we can see the effects of erosion gaps in the original stonework and varying stages of stability in the masonry. And I connected it with this thing where he's asking us questions because he says, what reinforcements? And I thought, this is a good, like, if we're going to sit down and start thinking about it, he gives us three words that we typically think of in construction, but that we could use. Like, what in our testimony or understanding is eroding? Um, are there gaps in in maybe original testimony or gaps that we're seeing in our testimony that need filled in? And can we look over the foundations of our testimony and see if there are varying stages of stability, like checking out the varying stages of stability. Where am I strong? Where am I weak? 
anyway, that was kind of my thought for the foundational stuff. Then he goes on and talks about the temple. But if we're, if the, if the imperative is that we each have a firm spiritual foundation, here's a, here's a pretty good way of taking an accounting. Right. Yeah. I love that sort of a, <clears throat> not to harp on this theme too much, but sort of a systematic approach of mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm not just going to show up to church each week. I'm going to try hard to shore up weak parts of my testimony and my foundation. So Yeah. Or like if your thing is scripture study, then where are the, are there, are there gaps in the, in the doctrines or the books of scripture that you, you know, are not studying or are you more comfortable with some than other? And maybe those are good places to start. Indeed. Well, Burke, uh, let's go back to you, and I would love to hear your thoughts about fear. Sounds like that was a, <laughs> an important part of this talk for you. Well, so as we move a little further down, he says, And oh, how we will need his power in the days ahead. Which I believe in literature we call that foreboding. <laughs> <laughs> um, and right after that, he says, We have been promised that if we are prepared, we shall not fear. This assurance has profound implications today. The Lord has declared that despite today's unprecedented challenges, those who build their foundations upon Jesus Christ and have learned how to draw upon his power need not succumb to the unique anxieties of this era. And I feel that this is both encouraging and convicting for me at the same time, because I want to get there, but I feel like I'm not there yet. And, you know, a few weeks ago when I talked about how my focus generally is on faith and repentance, a lot of it is because of this. And I think of all the times in my life when I've been on my knees praying for more faith, and it's always been because there's something in my life that feels crushing or insurmountable or just some, something of which I am very fearful. And, right. and I so look forward to feeling the absence of fear or to not noticing that even that it's gone would be great. Um, and, but I just wonder, you know, how do you get to that place? And then I think this talk tells us how we get to that place. So, yeah. And this section is sort of a bridge between, um, the, the, the section Rivko was discussing where later it's all about the temple and the earlier part where, um, he's talking about, um, uh, you know, doing unprecedented things. And, and so where he says we will need his power, that power, you know, the answer to that, where does that power come from is, is from the temple. So Burke, how has um, your time in the temple and drawing on the power that the temple, you know, can offer us, how has that helped you to face those times when you've felt fear? Um, Well, for sure. um, When I've had, times in my life when I was up against a really difficult decision. Um, Sometimes a decision that was brought on by an inspiration that I wasn't looking for. Um, Going to the temple has helped to clarify, um, I think, the direction I need to go. Um, And even outside of that, just being in the temple makes me remember that there is peace that exists outside of the logic of this world that is otherwise indescribable. And obviously I can't really put it into words because there aren't words to describe it. Um, And people who have, anyone who's been to the temple and who has felt what I'm talking about understands that. But at the same time, 
he talks so much in here about, um, let's see, the Lord instruction, Adam and Eve instructed Adam and Eve to pray, make covenants, offer sacrifices. Indeed, whenever the Lord has had a people on earth who will obey his word, they have been commanded to build temples. So obviously they're really important. And then he talks so much in here about, you know, the promises you make and the thing you should learn. I don't know that I've learned those things yet or I, that mm-hmm. I haven't learned the importance of, you know, exactly the story, you know, the story that is told when you go through the endowment session, for instance, and why that particular story is so important to have repeated to me so many times. So I feel that there's still a lot I need to learn by going. Yeah. There. I, I feel the same thing. It's something that, even though I learn something new every time, I still feel that I've barely scratched the surface. Well, a lot of times I wonder why is it being taught this way? Right. And I feel like Hmm. if I'm asking that question, it's because I don't understand what I'm supposed to be learning yet. Right. Well, if it, if it helps, you're in good company there. Um, I was, you were saying that I was thinking of a story that I've heard often shared in the church and it was originally shared by um, elder Packer about an experience he had in the Salt Lake temple with president McKay. And they had just um, finished an endowment session in the temple and they, uh, he was teaching president McKay was teaching and, and then it says, This is what Elder Packer said. He said, we were enthralled and inspired, and we knew we were witnessing a great moment. Then he stopped and looked again at the ceiling for a moment or two. Then he said, I think I am finally beginning to understand. And he's referencing and referencing the endowment. He said, that was very comforting to me. After nearly 64 years as an apostle, he still had things he was learning. So... (laughs) Um, that's a long time so you're you're in good company if you're asking these questions and and that's not problematic in any way that's exactly what we should be doing is going and saying what i still don't understand what more can i learn that's why he wants us to return so often indeed and i i feel blessed that we do have a temple that we can go to that's not too far away a couple hours and I know there are people for whom it is uh, much more challenging to get to the temple. And um, although I do also simultaneously experience jealousy at uh, uh, for my friends and family in Utah who are like, oh, I had to drive 20 minutes. It was okay. so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do wish I could go more often to uh, continue that learning process. But uh, Rivka, what else did you learn about the temple from this talk? Uh, one of the things that I I really loved, well, he says, everything we believe and every promise God has made to his covenant people come together in the temple. In every age, the temple has underscored the precious truth that those who make covenants with God and keep them are the children of the covenant. And then skipping ahead a bit, he, this... <laughs> He talks about this in a way that is so beautiful because he's directing it from our Father in Heaven. Under the Lord's direction and in answer to our prayers, recent procedural adjustments have been made, he said. He is the one who wants you to understand with great clarity exactly what you are making covenants to do. He is the one who wants you to experience fully his sacred covenant or his sacred ordinances. He wants you to comprehend your privileges, promises, and responsibilities. He wants you to have spiritual insights and awakenings you've never had before. 
This he desires for all temple patrons, no matter where they live. And I so appreciated that reminder that this plea to be temple recommend holders, covenant makers, and covenant keeping temple attenders comes from our Father in Heaven and Jesus Christ. That President Nelson is the mouthpiece, but he he his job is to say the words. He gets nothing from our attendance. Um, and so this call comes from comes from God and Jesus Christ. And the blessings come from God and Jesus Christ. And they want us to do this. They they desire for us to do these things so they can bless us. I love that. Yeah. And if you and if you read the that whole section, that word he is italicized over and over. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. for emphasis. So and I um, want to put fantastic. just a little more emphasis on the first sentence that Rivka read there, and that was, under the Lord's direction and an answer to our prayers, recent procedural adjustments have been made. And I feel like that could be like the disclaimer, like at the start of every conference. And <laughs> and like, if you can't if you can't append that to the end of every day of your life, you, you need to be working just a little bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an interesting thought, though. I like that personal application of that, yeah. that at the end of our day, like, yeah, procedural saying, adjustments I have been made have in my been life made. under yeah. the Lord's direction. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. Because so many of the people at church are like, why does it keep changing? And I was like, well, it has to. We're not Zion yet, you know? So Yeah, yeah. right. Well, and Maybe. there's a quote in the um in the footnotes that was one of my favorite from it's from President Woodruff, and I won't read the whole thing, but at the end he says, There will be no end to this work until it is perfected. And that happens by the Savior when he comes. So yeah. it, it should be changing and adjusting to fit what is happening right now. That is the miracle of continuing revelation. Indeed. And Burke, I just remarked that sentence as my new fundamental doctrine for the talk. <laughs> 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 I'm so glad you said that. I, I never, I mean, the whole talk was about like applying the building of the temple to us. And then I didn't apply that sentence to myself, but <laughs> what a, what a succinct way to summarize our whole lives, yeah. the right system for our whole lives under the Lord's direction. And in answer to our prayers, recent procedural adjustments <laughs> See, have been made. It just starts to be so relevant. You're like, yes, okay, good. Moving in the right direction. oh brilliant thank you well what else did you learn here burke from this uh this talk anything else that really jumped out at you i Um, mean there's so much but right in line with what we just said just above that he gives three truths um and truth number one the restoration is a process not an event and will continue until the lord comes again which i think we just talked about Two, the ultimate objective of the gathering of israel is to bring the blessings of the temple to god's faithful children and i think sometimes we forget that a little bit. Um, and then three, as we seek how to accomplish that objective more effectively, the Lord reveals more insights. The ongoing restoration needs ongoing revelation. Uh, and of course it does, you know, but at the yes. same time, why does it have to keep changing? So, <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. It's almost like our natural man wants to be just comfortable and left alone. Stop asking yeah. me to do things. Yeah. Well, I'm, re- I'm reminded of a time, and this was probably three or four years ago. Um, I think we were, we were in our bedroom in the evening. I think we were kneeling around the bed saying prayers with our kids. And we were just discussing some things. And I had some concerns with my kids, you know, like, 
kids, you've been great at doing this and this, and it would be great also now if, you know, in addition to not leaving a mess in the hallway that you made an effort to say, you know, pick your clothes up off the floor of your room. It was something like that. And Kate's like, I felt like I just barely got everything figured out and you add another thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I smiled and I said, yes, welcome to life. Line upon line, right? So funny. I, I, that's how I felt on my mission. I, my whole mission, I was like, all right, I still have so much to learn, so much to learn. And then about, you know, one week before I went home, I was like, I think I'm getting the hang of this. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, now I have to leave. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah, I guess that, um, if, if you feel like you've got it all figured out, then, uh, obviously you, you don't because you've either been translated or you're wrong. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Well, I want to highlight one of his uh, sentences here, which has its own paragraph. It says, likewise, whenever any kind of upheaval occurs in your life, the safest place to be spiritually is living inside your temple covenant. So good. So, Oh, I just loved that. That was my original fundamental doctrine. Um, so there can be two fundamental doctrines. I'll keep them both. Um, but uh, man, I just love that. And it reminded me a little bit about the talk about doing things in sequence, but said in such a profound, prophetic way that it really encompasses every phase of our life, no matter where we are. Um, you know, things things are definitely going to happen that are... Uh, challenging and will involve upheaval and the safest place. What a beautiful way to phrase that. The safest place to be is living inside your temple covenants, just like being inside that earthquake proof temple that they're, they're reinforcing right now. So just fantastic. Well, and just um, a quick reminder that inside those temple covenants is also exactly what we're studying about right now. And come follow me, which is Abrahamic covenant, same covenant. So, yes. And he talks about that in here yep. about, yeah. You know, gathering Israel and and the Abrahamic covenant, and he's talked about that his whole apostolic ministry. So, yep. Um, any any last thoughts, Rivka, before we move to invitations and promises? Um, I think all of my other thoughts are invitations and promises. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Well, throw one out there for us. Uh, he says, "As you are true to your covenants made in the temple." You will be strengthened by his power. Then, when spiritual earthquakes occur, you will be able to stand strong because your spiritual foundation is solid and immovable. And so, incredible blessings there with the invitation to to make and keep covenants. And when we're seeking to understand what the Lord could possibly mean when he says, if... We that we will have no need to fear if we are righteous and faithful. I think this is it. It is not because nothing scary will be going on around or we'll be in always perfect control of our emotions, but we will be, we will know we will be able to stand strong, whatever comes and endure whatever comes. And so there is no need for long lasting fear or even to sit and worry about how the events of the last days will play out or whether or not, or how it's going to affect our family and loved ones, because we will know and have the spirit with us testifying and with a prophet leading the way we will know that we can endure. And we know who wins 
we know who wins at the end of this story. <laughs> you know, we know what's yeah. coming. We know the final outcome. We may not know all the details of how we get there, but that assurance is tremendous when we're looking ahead, wondering about the details. Fantastic. I love it. Uh, Burke, I know that you're going to say that the whole talk was an invitation. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did specifically. Well, I already read one from earlier that I said was an invitation. I will read another. He says, "I I plead with you to seek prayerfully and consistently to understand temple covenants and ordinances. And then mm-hmm. I have to keep reading because I can't pass up reading this mm-hmm. blessing. And it is if I, I will see if I can get it out here. Spiritual doors will open. You will learn how to part the veil between heaven and earth, how to ask for God's angels to attend you, and how better to receive direction from heaven. Your diligent efforts to do so will reinforce and strengthen your spiritual foundation. And I love not just that he gives promises that are eternally powerful and impactful but also that there's a positive feedback loop built into that. Yeah. Yeah. A beautiful system, right? Yeah. As we, as we, as we enter those covenants and live in them and uh, go to the temple, we'll be strengthened and we'll be able to live them even more. So as I was reading this and, and thinking about all the invitations, because there were so many, I thought, Instead of an invitation, it it feels more, and of course, some of these are direct invitations, but it feels more like instruction, um, just so prophetic in its approach, different than every other talk in conference, where Mm -hmm. he's basically laying out all these things saying, this is what the Lord needs of you right now. This is is what we should be doing. This is what direction you should be taking and focusing on your temple covenants. And um, yeah, it just... Uh, so I'm going to, Burke, I appreciate that you went specific. I'm going to go general now and just say the whole thing <laughs> really struck me. And I, I couldn't pick out one thing that just felt like the invitation. The whole thing was just instruction yeah. from the Lord through his prophet. And I loved it. So, well, <clears throat> um, it was such a good talk. And I, w- there are still things we haven't talked about. So I just want to give each of you one more opportunity to add anything else that uh that you wanted to say about this talk uh rivka any any last thoughts sure how about the nice little last thread of agency he reminds us that we have right at the end he says mm-hmm. heavenly father wants you to choose to come home to him his plan of eternal progression is not complicated and it honors your agency you are free to choose who you will be and with whom you will be in the world to come yeah Beautiful. And a little bit of a contrast to that other paragraph where every time the word he was was mentioned, it was italicized. And this one, the word you is italicized. Um, so I liked that. Burke, any, any last thoughts? Uh, I like this line where he says, I promise you that over time, the temple will become a place of safety, solace, and revelation. And if it isn't yet, I would add, try again, go again, and go again, and go again. <laughs> yeah. He, I love when he said, um, you know, if keep going, yeah. keep trying. It's fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you both. What a great discussion and what a great talk. And uh, that's one that would be worthy of repeated study. And I think repeated pondering in the temple itself, what unprecedented thing can I do to strengthen my spiritual foundation? Something I've never done before um, to really uh, strengthen my my 
commitment to the Lord. And that talk takes us out of the Sunday morning session into the final session, the Sunday afternoon session. The next talk we'll discuss is Trust Again by Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. If you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us on social media. Just find us at Words of the Prophets Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can email us at Words of the Prophets Podcast at gmail.com. So thanks for joining us today, everyone. And until next time, keep the faith. Hola a todos. This is Hermana Ebert, and here is my thoughts on the temple and your spiritual foundation by our awesome prophet, President Nelson. Woo! This was an awesome talk. I remember where I was sitting when I saw this. I remember um, that in the middle he was talking about, like, the restoration is ongoing, and we want to bring the blessings of the temple to every one of God's children. And (laughs) I was like basically talking with my parents in the middle of this talk being like what is he gonna announce and then he didn't announce anything but (laughs) I'm sure more is on the way and I know there have been recent changes to the temple um ceremonies as well and so the restoration really is ongoing which is pretty awesome um and one of the things I liked in this talk was that he focused on the power that comes from the covenants that we make Um, And we're talking a little bit about covenants and Come Follow Me right now. And in Come Follow Me, it said that covenants are a relationship uh, more so than just like a contract, you know. And so I thought that was really interesting that through a relationship with God, we can have his power in our lives. Um, And one thing that he says when he's talking about being endowed with this power Um, He says, oh, how we will need his power in the days of head. (laughs) And that's a little scary, (laughs) but um, it's it's definitely true that we're going to need his power and that we have we can have access to it. And he says, we've been promised that if we are prepared, we shall not fear. This assurance has profound implications today. The Lord has declared that despite today's unprecedented challenges those who build their foundations upon jesus christ and have learned how to draw upon his power need not succumb to the unique anxieties of this era and i thought that was really cool because the world is always changing as we know and he used the word unique anxieties and that pretty accurately sums up i think gen z i think my generation is is enveloped in unique anxieties Um, And other people, you know, are dealing with unique issues as well. But I guess when I hear that, that's what I think of is how it applies to me and my age group. Um, But he says that we can be okay in all of this if we are drawing on the Lord's power. And so, and this is something that's unchanging. God never changes Um, he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and that's awesome because we can look back in the scriptures, Old Testament, New Testament, Book of Mormon, and see what what he's done with his people in the past, what the power he's given them was, and how they accessed it, and then we can apply that to today because it will be the same. And so that Abrahamic covenant that we're learning about, that that applies to us today, and we can still draw upon that power. Um, And so by making covenants in the temple and improving a relationship with God, President Nelson is basically saying, you're going to be fine. (laughs) You're going to be able to handle whatever the world is throwing at you right now because you have access to to God's power, which is really cool. Um, I love that the 
talk just focuses on temples and how that's a direct, um, I guess, benefit of the restoration. And he says that there's three truths, and one of them I already mentioned, the restoration is ongoing. The second one is the ultimate objective of the gathering of Israel is to bring the blessings of the temple to God's faithful children. And so I think that is awesome because as, as a missionary, I think I've learned that this work is the same work that they do in the temples. It's the same work they do in family history centers. It's the same work that's happening in the home. It's the same work that's happening on the other side of the veil. Everything that we are doing to make covenants ourselves or to help others do the same is the gathering of Israel. And that ultimately leads to the temple. And that's where where our goal as missionaries is not just to baptize people. It's to make lifelong converts to Christ who are entering into covenant relationships with him, not just in the baptismal font, but in the temple as well. And I I just love that we are in the fullness of the dispensation of times and that President Nelson could give a talk like this that talks about the temples. There are so many temples, and he just announced like, like 21 or something a couple conferences ago. That's insane. The amount of people that are going to have access to these blessings is huge, and it's only going to go up. And that's how you know that we are in the fullness of times, the last dispensation, is because so many of God's children are able to receive his blessings. Um, And it's so awesome to be a part of that. So that's pretty much it (laughs) on this talk. There was a lot, and I'm sure um, everyone else, you know, was sharing their ideas and thoughts on it um but yeah i like this one it is a good one president nelson is awesome (laughs) um and so is the temple and so that being said until next time guarde la fe If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.